Ooh, what's up, guys? Um, this is the longest show that we're gonna have, or that we've had at least, um, since we've started. Um, started off, we're gonna talk about some Daniel Jones stuff. Him asking for forty-five million dollars a year. Um, kind of where I stand on that. Spoiler alert: I don't think he should get paid that much money. Um, after that. Talked a little bit about Madden, like the game. Um, just kind of some things that I'd like to see. There's some stuff today about how this, it's a make or break year for them coming up. So things I would like to see kind of, I think that could help them kind of save the franchise. I was putting on my, you know, my fixer hat. I was going to try to help them. You know, I, I went to business school. You know, I can help. I can help, you know, bring certain aspects. I feel like they should hire me. You know, EA, hit me up. And then um, last thing, something interesting I, I did tonight. I it, It's either you guys are going to either love it or you're going to hate it. Did a live draft, like a live best ball draft. So underdog does this big board. It's a big tournament style kind of thing. Everybody's in a league. Um, you have to qualify for playoffs. Um, once you get through, if you qualify, um, then, you know, first week, week 15, it's like quarterfinals, semifinals, then you have the finals. You get certain payouts based on where you finish. So I um, I did one of those drafts, uh, kind of ran through all my picks, kind of my thoughts. Um, so there, there was this dude, Costa23, man. I'll tell you what, he sniped like five picks that I wanted. You know, Great minds think alike, what can I say? Um, so yeah, we went through that, and then, yeah, that was that was pretty much the show, so. Long one today. Hope you guys are ready for it. Hope you guys are excited. Um, follow on Spotify. Um, tell your friends about it on Spotify if you haven't yet. Um, I like to think that you know my listeners have lots of friends, so get on it. You know, tell all your tell all your pals about it. Um, rate five stars. If you love it. Four stars. If you don't. Again, we're on TikTok. Call your shot podcast. We are over four hundred likes. Again, four hundred likes on the TikToks. So. Hopefully we can start building up some more stuff there. I've been putting up stuff from just about every show. So if you guys, you know, again, want to see my face while I'm talking about this stuff, you know, hit, hit the follow button there. Um, and that's it. So let's get going. So the the first thing I wanted to get into today is this Daniel Jones story that came out. I mean, it's franchise tag day, or at least was. Um, Since first day, they can start, you know, teams can put the franchise tag on people. Guys like Lamar, like Daniel Jones, Saquon, basically any any team can put it on one guy. And there was reports today, I guess Daniel Jones changed agents. And now he's supposedly going to be asking for $45 million a year, like average annual value. And my whole take with this is he can ask for whatever he wants. Like he can go in there and ask for $50, $60 million. That doesn't mean a thing. This is clearly a negotiation tactic used by whatever agency he's using. They're trying to take advantage of the 
QB market boom that we're seeing over the, you know, past couple of years, you know, we talked about this in one of the first pods we did. It's like, they're almost like MLB contracts where you're just giving out these mega deals. And, you know, apart from like the Mike Trout's and the Mahomes is, you're not really feeling great about a lot of them. So I just think when you look at what he's asking for and what he thinks his market value is, I think he needs to kind of take a step back and be careful not to kind of overplay his hand. I mean, you, you look up you look at Daniel Jones's career up until this past season, he was 15 and 25 as a starter. He had 50 total touchdowns passing and rushing to 29 picks and 36 fumbles. He lost 20 of those fumbles. So if you look at just straight up touchdown to turnover, it's 50 to 49, a little over one to one. That's not great. So, you know, you look at Dayball and Joe Shane, the GM, they got there. They didn't pick up his fifth year option. They're like, yeah, this guy's this guy's not good. Like they were just like, he's gonna be a one year guy. We'll figure it out after that. He's they. The thought process going was, oh yeah, Daniel Jones is on like the Sam Darnold career path. Like he's going to become the journeyman. It's like somebody's gonna pick him up. Like oh, we can fix him. And you know, you know that that means like, it's like, but I can change him now. And most of the time, you can't. But, you know, they did. And it's like, instead of being this backup player, Dayball resurrected his career. And now they're able to unlock this running aspect of his game that nobody else really could. Don't blame the other coaches. The other coach for Joe Judge. So, um, you know, he last year he had career highs in completion percentage, total yards. He had lows in turnover rates and interceptions. He only threw 15 touchdowns, though. It, it's not like he. It's not like he's this dynamic guy that is going to be putting a team on his back. Like, there's three ways that I look at quarterbacks. There's three kind of like big subcategories you can put them in, besides just ranking them one through 32. There's the guys that you win because of, like your Mahomes, Allen, Burrows, Lamar last year, and the beginning of this year. Those are the kind of guys where it's like whatever we have going on around us we're going to have a chance. We're going to have a chance to win. Even if the guy's hobbling around on one leg like Mahomes or has an elbow injury like Josh Allen, like they're going to put us in positions to win every week. Then the second category is just kind of guys you can win with. They're not going to necessarily kill you. They're not going to carry you. But it's just like you you can do better, but you could do a lot worse. These are the guys like I'd put Daniel Jones in this category. I'd put Kirk Cousins. He's kind of like the you know, this kind of generation's version of it. The previous generation's version of it was Alex Smith with Kansas City. He was able to rattle off a bunch of divisional titles in a row with KC. And, you know, honestly, he, he Daniel Jones kind of reminds me of a very athletic Alex Smith. Just, you know, he can move around. He's not, not the, you know, strongest arm, but he just not going to kill you. And that's kind of what he became this year with Brian Dayball. And then the last category, the the guys that you win in spite of. So this group is pretty rare. It's the, like the only time you can win with these guys is when you have elite defenses. Like the three main examples I can think of Borles with Jacksonville in 2017. That was their year. They made the AFC championship game. Manning Payne Manning in the Super Bowl year with Denver. You know, he's a hall of famer, top five player of all time. That last year was bad. That was rough. And then you look at Trent Hill from the 2000 Ravens. That's kind of like the apex of this example. I mean, he he was he was cut the next year. He was not on the team the next year. They 
you, you watch the bullies of Baltimore 30 for 30. That was a big deal. It's like, they were like, yeah, we have to get better on offense. We're not stupid enough to think that we can, we can just run this back. So, you know, when I, when I look at Daniel Jones, he's in that second category of we can win with him. We can do worse, but then again, we can do a lot better. And my problem is I think the giants are going to have to have this debate. Why are we going to fork over premium money for a guy that's not a premium player? You look at it, it's like $45 million, That's your guys that you win because of. Your Mahomes is your Allens, your Burroughs. I think Herbert's in that category. Lamar, like that group. And it's like I, Daniel Jones is not in that same class as those guys. So it, they got to look in the mirror and say, like, look, we have the fourth most cap space in the league. We can improve in a lot of other spots. Our team has a lot of holes. Like, Dave on this front, front office bought themselves some time this year, I think, because – the roster that they had this year, not all that different from the team that was drafting in the top five the year before. Like, this is the same team that, you know, 365 days before they were in the playoffs, they're QB sneaking from their own five-yard line on, like, third and eight. So, I think, there. why would you break the bank for Daniel Jones when, can you just go sign Jimmy G? Can you go get somebody of that caliber? I'm not, I don't think, I think Derek Carr is going to get close to the same amount that Daniel Jones is asking for, so maybe that's a little pricey as well. But go get Jimmy G, sign for like half the price, draft a guy in the second or third round, like a Hendon Hooker. Just be like, yeah, that's our insurance policy. Like you can roll forward with that, build a team around those guys, get some weapons. You can bring Saquon back. You do not. It's like that's kind of just up to them. I think they have a lot of flexibility to do that. If they want to move on from Jones and bring in a cheaper vet and then draft a guy, I think Dayball and Shane have proven like. They are capable of winning games with bad rosters. Let's go build a good roster and see what happens when, once you do that. And then I, I think if they do that, like you let Daniel Jones walk, I think a good fit for him because somebody's going to sign him. I don't know if he's going to get $45 million, but somebody's going to want to go get him. I think the perfect fit would be Atlanta. Um, they do a lot of the similar stuff, that, or at least they want to do similar stuff to what he already does with the Giants. Arthur Smith likes to move the quarterback. He did it a lot with Tannehill in Tennessee. Look at the two guys they saw they brought in this year. Mariota moves around. Ritter can move around. So they lost the division by one game this year. We've talked about this before. All those NFC South teams. They, I think this is going to be one of the funniest off seasons for a division because all of them are going to convince themselves they're either a quarterback away. Well, all of them need a quarterback. Quarterback away and like one other piece. And they're like, yeah, we're good to go. We get a home playoff game. We'll go. You know, we can win that, and then all after that three-game win streak, we'll go win a Super Bowl. It's, I, I don't think any of them are a position to you know make a deep run, but they'll talk themselves into it. Atlanta, though, they they have Kyle Pitts, they have Drake London, they have Tyler Algier. Overall, they have better weapons than the Giants, so the line's probably not as good. Um, but they have cap space; they could make him that kind of offer. And then we could see what Daniel Jones kind of does. I think he could take a step up. I don't necessarily think he's – I don't think he'll ever be worth the $45 million that he's asking for. Again, I I don't see him being a guy that, like, two minutes – You're like, like with Mahomes and Allen and, like, Burrow, 25 seconds – I mean, we saw with Mahomes 13 seconds is too much. Like, when they have the ball with less than a minute left, you're like, this game's not over. With Daniel Jones, I what's the time? I think that's a I think that's a good way to measure quarterbacks is 
what's the amount of time left on the clock where you're still nervous that the game's not over if you have a lead and they're trailing and they have the ball and they're driving to go score a game-winning touchdown? Mahomes, it's clearly 13 seconds. Burrow and Allen, it's probably 20-25. Daniel Jones, is a, if it's over two minutes, I think that's kind of like the median line. And I, I, I think that you know he can ask for whatever he wants. I think you just got to be careful because I don't think the Giants are beholden to making sure they're keeping him. I don't think that they're obligated. I don't think, you know, it might not be in their best interest to hold on to a guy that's asking for $45 million. There was a story today that came out of a tweet I saw. They're saying that Madden, this next upcoming Madden game is going to be make or break for the franchise. So basically EA is saying there's got to be changes. They got to do a lot of different stuff because if not, there's going to be some changes in, I don't know, leadership or something like that. Who knows? Who knows what EA is going to do with Madden? But, you know, basically it's the issues, man. It's it's basically been the same game for years now. I mean, I bought it this year. I buy buy it almost every year. But it's been a pretty remorseful buy, I'll say, in the past couple of years. I think one year I did kind of skip it. I, I waited until like like February when I just didn't have anything to do. Didn't have any games to play and I got it on discount. So I was thinking let's go over some things that I think could help fix the game and kind of bring people back and I don't know, possibly I, I'm I'm going to save Madden. I'm going to save the Madden franchise. Three things. There's only three things I think the big issues that you could solve. Number one, just stop releasing a game every year. This you don't have to release a new game every single year, $75, any of that stuff. I think we've seen it now, like games like Fortnite, Warzone, all these other different games that have done like the battle pass kind of season pass sort of model. It works like Fortnite. It was like $10 every like month or two. Yeah, people people will pay that like it's you don't have to fork over $80 every single year for the same game like do you think if Fortnite every single season just made you pay an extra $50, do you think it's as popular? No, the part of the reason Fortnite was so popular is because it was free. It's like, oh, you can get extra stuff. Like, that's why I would say, like, if you want to do roster updates, you make it so you have to pay for the roster updates. Like, I don't know how often they do them. I'm pretty sure it's like maybe once a week or something like that. $2. Just make it like $2 or something. The end of the season, that's $36. Like you include the playoffs, it's closer to forty. So you just do something like that, where it's like, okay, you're create, you're making people pay over time, and then like you do one or two in the off season, and then all of a sudden it's like you can, you know, you can cut the cost of the game. You could sell the game for twenty five dollars. Like if you said, like, oh yeah, twenty five dollars, you can get the base game roster updates or two dollars every two weeks or something like that. Like it's just you bring more people in that way. I think it's like. The big issue is everybody's like, oh, I have to fork over $80 every single year for the same exact game. You wait three years. It's like, oh, yeah, we have major updates. We have this, this, and this that we're going to change. Like, I don't know. I don't even think you have to release a new game every year. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a game designer. I don't know exactly how that works, but I feel like that could be something where sort of a season pass, maybe you do it at the beginning of every year, but season pass, don't have to buy the game every single year. Number two, I think this is the most important one. You have to fix the franchise mode. Franchise mode sucks. It it sucks. I, that's the game mode I play the most. Um, it's 
just excruciatingly annoying because it's the same thing every year. I don't understand it because EA also made the NCAA games. Those are so like they don't do they not understand that that's like the most like renowned and loved game that they probably one of them just they've ever put out. Like I could go on eBay right now and look up NCAA 14. The cheapest I'm getting that for is like a hundred bucks. Like that's the baseline. And it's like you look at the franchise franchise modes and quotes like Dynasty and Road to Glory were separate entities. Like Dynasty was you're the coach, Road to Glory you're the player. Madden lumps it together. It's like, oh, you can be the coach and the player. It's basically the same thing. Like that that doesn't make sense. You can't just use the same kind of format for them, drop them into the Madden. Like take the stuff that you did well with NCAA and just put it into Madden. Not that hard. Like for scouting, I don't even know how to do scouting. I, I make a franchise every other week and I still don't know how to do scouting. I've been in the game for like three months. It's like you just do the same thing you did with recruiting back in the day. Just be like, oh yeah, it's like spend an hour on this guy this week, hour on this guy. And it's like, you can, I don't know if you can, like, there's different ways to do it, but just take the same exact process, put it into scouting. You do the contracts, you do the coaching cycle that you had. It's like, it, it's easy. It's easy. That's all it is. It's like, that's what people like. That's what, like, you can do that kind of thing in the modern game. It's like, I, I don't know. I just don't understand how you can't figure that part out. And then for, like, if you want to be a player in franchise, just, again, make it exactly the same as Road to Glory. I mean, they're going to have the NCAA game come out soon. So just make sure you're able to link those two games. Make sure it's like, oh, I can transfer my player from college to pros. Ha- have a combine. I know they do a combine in face of the franchise. I don't want to sit through two hours of, you know, video game characters talking to see it and to be able to play it. I know they had it in the old games. Like, I remember, like, Madden 11, 12, like, I'm running through a combine before my guy even gets on the field. I got I to gotta prove my stuff. Like, it's, like, little stuff like that where it's, like, you know, they it's stuff that they had in old games and on the NCAA game that for some reason they just, like, completely ignore and don't want to do. I don't know if it's too hard. I doubt it. They were able to do it almost a decade or over a decade ago. So... I just don't understand why that it's like, I think that the franchise mode is probably, it should be the most fun. Like your it's the career mode. It's like, you look at 2k, the mo- most played mode on 2k is my career. Most played mode in MLB, the show. Like a lot of people play road to the show. People like, you know, being a player or being a coach or something like that. So, you know, it's like in, in theory, Madden should be the best one to have a career in because it's the shortest season. You're playing eight or 17 games instead of, 162 or 82 you're getting to the playoffs that's what everybody wants to do they want to win championships with their guy they want to be able to say like yeah my quarterback in a madden franchise 12 time super bowl champ it's like it should be easy it should be easier you can do something and then i was just thinking of this road to glory they had the stages where you move up from second string first string like captain like all those different things and you get different perks and stuff like that it, it just should be so much more simple. Like, I just don't understand, like, where the disconnect from the old games to the new games is. Like, I don't know if leadership changed or they just don't have the same people, but it shouldn't be that hard. And then the last thing, I I don't... I used to play Ultimate Team a lot. I stopped doing it just because of the fact that I can't compete online and the offline's just... 
extremely boring. Like I play a lot of Diamond Dynasty on MLB The Show. And one of the things I love about that is like when I create my team on MLB The Show, it's not nearly as difficult to get good players as Ultimate Team is. Like I know both have collections. Collections on MLB The Show, a lot easier to do. You know, the challenges on MLB The Show, quick, easy, fun. Madden, like they have challenges on Madden. They're like full games or like a full half. They're like, you have to do this in this half. It's like MLB The Show. It's like, yeah, strike two guys out in an inning. Like, it's like, make it more simple. Like, I, I just, I don't know. And then it, even if you do all the challenges, you do all the collections somehow. Cause I mean, half the time you have to go buy the stuff on the market and they're 30,000. Like each of the little token things are 30,000 coins. No matter how much you, how much you try, People can just spend $100 on their team. Just buy all the points, get all the players they want, and then they have a 90 overall team. It's like, you can call it a skill issue. I'm not complaining because I suck or anything. I'm not I'm not the best, but I've played guys with 90 overall teams with less than 80 overall teams, and I've competed. But then it's like, oh, yeah, they just their team's just faster than me. Guy just runs down the field. So I think for ultimate team, you have to find a way to close the gap, like make it more of a – like the reason people win is competitive. Like it's because of skill compared to, Oh, they just paid for their team. So I don't know. You can talk about game mechanics, like glitchy plays. Every game has that like MLB, the show high sinkers ran the game for two and a half years. 2k. I, you dribble side to side and half the time people, you lose people. So, I mean, I, it's never going to be a perfect aspect just from a, gameplay standpoint like there's always going to be things that are overpowered like stretch run my freshman year of college was the most overpowered play in the world but it's like what are you gonna do like there's always gonna be plays like that they're just kind of unstoppable but that's just kind of how sports games are um i think the other stuff though just you know battle pass kind of system or not battle pass season pass kind of system fix the franchise mode and then make ultimate team more of a skill-based thing compared to a just pay to play kind of deal. Um, after that, I think that the, I think it can be salvaged. I think Madden can be salvaged as a game I've been playing since I, I remember playing the 2004 like Madden on my PlayStation two, just running around with Mike Vick. Like I was like five years old, but it's like, that's, you know, that's all I knew how to do. It's like, it was fun. I want the game to get better. I want, EA to keep the game and be able to keep on making the game, but it needs to get better. It needs to improve. Hopefully, like I think when they release NCAA, I'm hoping that they keep a lot of the same old stuff and then they'll see that and be like, oh, well, this works. We can incorporate this, this, and this into Madden. I don't know. Hopefully that's the case. Hopefully they can figure out Madden. All right, we're going to try something a little different for the end of this episode. Um, I'm going to... I'm currently in the lobby for a underdog it's their big board draft it's like one of those tournaments where the first there the entire regular season is kind of like the qualifiers then week 15's a playoff is playoff start so you get teams that are eliminated you're each in your own little league so it's like kind of winners of each league move up or out. i don't know exactly how you qualify it's all kind of new to me um but we're doing a draft right now. So I'm sitting in a draft lobby. There are, oh my God. I'm just scrolling through. How many, oh wait, how many players are in here? Oh yeah, I misread that. There are 12 players in this draft. 
we're going to be just kind of, I'm going to kind of roll through it and just kind of explain my picks as I'm going. So first guy off the board was Justin Jefferson. I have the 10th pick in this draft. So in all likelihood, I'm probably looking at a receiver, maybe one of the top four running backs. I might just say screw it and take Bijan. We'll see what happens. Um, Jamar Chase goes off the board in the second with the second pick, then McCaffrey. Um, so we'll see what happens with this. I kind of want to like think it's 20 rounds. Um, there's different kind of like tiers for where you finish. Eventually, like at the end of the season, you get a certain amount of payout. So we're going to try this stuff. Um, I'm not going to talk through every single pick, but so far it's just Jefferson, Chase, McCaffrey, Hill, kind of your stock kind of start to the draft. I'm not going to talk through the entire thing, but we got, you know, we're five picks away now. Um, let's see if I'm at the 10 spot, that means that I'll have 10 and then there's one, two, three, there's four picks in between. So this is going to be interesting because if I think that I kind of just want to take Bijan just to have him on a team. Um, but if there's an opportunity where I think that there's going to be four people that I think are better than him and I think he can fall to me, then maybe I just kind of go like that. Because his ADP on underdog right now is 14.5, basically. And my second pick's 15. So we might have to, we might take the chance, maybe try to get like a CD Lamb or one of those kind of wide receivers. All right, I'm on the board. Um, there's the top five right now. It's looking like AJ Brown, Jonathan Taylor, CD Lamb, Bijan, Saquon. I think I'm going to go ahead and take Bijan Robinson because right now it looks like the Giants are a little iffy on Saquon. It looks like with the number they want to pay him. Um, I think I want to try to go for a hero running back strategy compared to a zero RB strategy. Um, and I think of the three backs, Jonathan Taylor, Bijan, Saquon. I kind of like him the most. So, you know, Jonathan Taylor got taken the pick after me. But I think, you know, I've done a couple of these drafts. There are a lot of, there's a lot of wide receivers compared to running backs. So I feel like I'm going to try to take a running back early and then build the rest of the team around him. And then maybe another quarterback because we're coming up now. My second pick is happening just right about now. So, you know, there's going to be eight. All likelihood, right now the top five is A.J. Brown, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, and Amon Ra. We'll see who the guy ahead of me takes, but in all likelihood, I think... Okay, so he took A.J. Brown, so the three you know, the three quarterbacks are there. I'm, I think I'm just going to go ahead and take Mahomes, just because, like we've talked about, we've talked about this in pods before. I like just having a quarterback. If you get one of the guys in this top three tier... You're starting with a six-point advantage. It's kind of like Kelsey compared to the you know other guys down the list. So I'm going to go ahead and take Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes with my second pick. Um, so so far my team's looking like pick ten. We have Bijan Robinson. Uh, my second round pick was Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm not going to talk for another eighteen picks. So we'll go ahead and cut ahead to when my next selection is. All right, we're coming up on my third-round pick. Um, recent guys that went off the board. DeAndre Hopkins at 29, DK at 30, Josh Jacobs 31, ETN went at 32. 
Um, it's my pick. Najee just went. So the top five on the board right now are Debo, Chris Olave, Ramondre Stevenson, um, Justin Fields, Mar Jackson. I think if I had to kind of, you only get a 30 second timer, so I might have to make this decision pretty quick. Um, if I had to bet, I don't, see, I don't love Debo. There's a lot of stats with him, um, with McCaffrey that kind of scare me. His production kind of just goes down the drain. So I'm going to go ahead and take Chris Olave. I think that the Saints are going to try to make a big upgrade at quarterback this offseason. I think he's, you know, we'll see what happens with Michael Thomas. I think it'd honestly be good if, you know, Olave had Michael Thomas. So that way he can kind of be more of the field stretcher and have some explosives to kind of get some points off of. Um, so Debo goes right after Olave. Ramondre went uh, at the 36 spot. Fields um, right after him. And then I think this guy will probably take Lamar since he doesn't have a quarterback. But, you know, other guys on the board right now, Amari Cooper, Tony Pollard, Calvin Ridley, Mike Williams, and TJ Hawkinson are all still on the board. Uh, Christian Watson's there, too. That's kind of a sneaky, fun pick. But I think if I felt a little better about my wide receivers, I would do that. He went down and took Michael Pittman. So let's see. We can. I think my two top choices here. I like Pollard. I actually like Pollard a lot in this spot. I also like Chris Godwin. I feel like that could be... When you just look at, you know, players that fit a need, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and go with Pollard. I think you, we saw something today, or I saw something today, somebody tweeted that, like, the only place Zeke is going to make more money than league minimum is on the Cowboys, so he's probably staying. I'm not too concerned about that. I think, you know, Pollard was so explosive and he was so good the second half of the year. I think that, you know, Zeke's going to be the goal line back. I don't think it'll be, I don't think it's going to be, you know, the worst thing in the world to have him there. You know, I think Pollard's still got, you know, the big play ability. I think that's kind of what I'm drafting him for. So right now teams looking like Patrick Mahomes, Bijan, Tony Pollard was my fourth round pick and Chris Olave was in the third um, some guys that went off the board right after Lamar went right after we have quarterbacks, so that's fine. Uh, Christian Watson, Amari Cooper, and Mike Williams. Um, I think we got to work on getting a tight end. I think you know there's Goddard, there's Kyle Pitts. We'll see what happens with that. Um, but another reason for Pollard, just kind of, I know that there's going to be a decent amount of wide receivers. Like you go down the board, Brandon Ayuk's at wide receiver 36. You can get guys like Deontay Johnson. Uh, Rashad Bateman's 40 RB or wide receiver 42, you know, sneaky, like John Dotson wide receiver 44. I feel like that wouldn't even be terrible. So, um, 12 picks until I'm up, I'm going to go ahead and we'll, we'll pause it here. See you in 12 picks. Okay. We're two picks away now. Um, a little upset. My golden boy, Deandre Swift got taken a couple picks ago. Um, I'll, Jameer Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs just got taken. That's that really sucks. I was I really wanted him. Um, so yeah, recent picks off the board: Herbert Swift, DJ Moore, Jameer Gibbs. Um, a couple of running backs I really really wanted. Um, so I'm on the clock. Terry McLaurin's the best wide receiver available. I don't hate that. I don't hate that pick. Um, I definitely would rather have him over a uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba or Keenan Allen. I think I'm gonna wait on the tight ends. Just looking at the draft. Uh, I might uh, I'll wait on the tight end I'm gonna go ahead and take Terry McLaurin 
Um, sneaky decent season. I think that, you know, if Hal's any better than, uh, what's his name, Taylor Heineke, I think that he'll have just a decent season. At this point, it's best ball, so I'm not really saying a lot, but I feel like McLaurin could be just kind of a high floor guy for me. Um, Jameson Williams goes off the board right after this. We kind of, Now we're kind of in pray that no tight ends get taken. So we just got to wait on. We, there's three more picks. Guys on the board right now. Oh, and there goes Dallas Goddard. And there goes Kyle Pitts. He, he took two tight ends? What? Oh, that's just brutal. That's brutal. Um. Okay, so there's one pick till my pick. Um. We already have Bijan and Tony Pollard. We have Chris Lava and Terry McLaurin. Um, Dalvin's on the board. I feel like that's incredible value for where we're at because it's I'm at picks. This is pick sixty three. Like I don't I don't think Dalvin's getting cut, and even if he does get cut, I feel like he get picked up and somebody would use him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take Dalvin. I feel like I'm not gonna be able to get much better running backs than that. Maybe later on I can go ahead and try to get. Alexander Madison, just in case. Um, some other guys on the board there, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I, I'm gonna wait on the rookie wide receivers. I'm more confident with the rookie running backs than I am with the receivers at this point in the year. Um, Keenan Allen, Marquise Brown, Tyler Lockett, Mike Evans were all kind of there. Mike Evans is actually pretty good value for where it's at too. But I think the age scares people. I think like. His season was just weird. I feel like he got overthrown a lot of deep balls. I feel like he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna bounce back next year. I like this. This like it's around like the seventieth overall range. There's Damian Pierce, Isaiah Pacheco, and Dobbins all kind of clustered together with Brandon Ayuk and Mike Evans. I feel like that's just a really good range, really good spot to be in. So I'll have to keep that in mind for you know future drafts. But fourteen picks away. Take another break. See you guys then. Okay, we're three picks away. Um, recent off the board. Kamara, Ayuk at 76. Quinton Johnston at 77. Deshaun Watson at 78. Um, J.K. Dobbins still on the board. Um, got some guys like Cam Akers. I, I kind of like Cam Akers in this spot too. Dobbins is off the board. Never mind. Um, so I'm kind of excited now because this kind of played out pretty well we've talked about before. If you don't get Kelsey, you're kind of screwed at tight end. I'm kind of liking the value on Evan Ingram right now. He's the tight end eight on underdog. And I really like, cause guy in front of me is probably not going to take him. I, one of the teams in between my two picks already has a tight end and Darren Waller still on the board. I feel like just name value. Darren Waller is probably a, has a better chance of getting taken. So I can probably wait until my next pick. So this upcoming pick, I'm at pick 82. Dobbins and Jahan Dotson both off the board. So that kind of stinks. I like both those guys. Um, I think I might go wide receiver here. My options are Traylon Burks, Gabe Davis. I don't I don't really like Gabe Davis in this spot. Um, Rashad Bateman, Corlin Sutton, Kadarius Toney, probably not. Um, ooh, I really like Zay Flowers just as a player. I feel like it's too early, though. I don't know. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to be a homer. This is, this is a homer pick. I'm picking Rashad Bateman. Um, yeah, that's a homer pick, but I do think when, when Lamar plays, he's actually pretty good. He makes big plays. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a homer pick. That's just me kind of, 
I don't really like the other. I think I'd rather just watch. It's just visual appeal. I'd, I'm going to be watching the Ravens. I'm not going to flip channels or, you know, pay attention on red zone just to see, um, you know, Cortland Sutton or Gabe Davis. I could have taken Cam Akers there. Oh, Zay Flowers just went cheap. Oh, my God. This There's this dude, Costa, 23. I, he's just sniping all the guys I want right now, and it's getting a little frustrating. Um, So, I, yeah, I could have had... Could have had Acres there. I I have a lot of running backs. I feel like now we're getting to the point where it's going to be a lot of kind of backups, guys splitting time. Um, so now I'm up. Uh, Waller's still on the board. I'm going to go ahead and peek at the other tight ends right now. It's like Dalton Schultz and Joku Fryermuth. You know what? I I actually like some of those guys that are coming up. And Miles Sanders is still here. I feel like... I feel like if he's still in Philly somehow, I think I think there's a reasonable chance he's back. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and take Miles Sanders. So now basically, I have I have four starting caliber running backs in a best ball league. I feel like that's pretty good. My receivers aren't great though. Receivers are not great. I don't really have a. I don't have an elite guy at receiver. So maybe I can try to snipe some rookies. Get something going there, but the receiving group is not looking good, and I don't have a tight end either. So, wide receiver or running back, I think is a strong suit. Um, Bijan, Tony Pollard, Dalvin, Miles Sanders, and I have Mahomes at quarterback. So, hopefully, hopefully, those two groups can kind of carry me. But other than that, um, 15 picks. See you guys in a little bit. Okay, two picks away. Um, Guys, I have my queue right now. So Evan Ingram just went. So did Zach Charbonnet. Charbonnet? I think that's how you pronounce it. One pick away. I have Juju in my queue. I have Dalton Schultz in my queue, and I have Pat Fryermuth. I think when you look at it, there's one, there's only one team with that tight end between me and the next my next pick. So the and the other team that keeps sniping me has two. I can't imagine he's going to take three tight ends. So I'm going to take Juju, and I'm going to pray that Dalton Schultz or Pat Fryermuth stays on the board. I'm fine with either of them. I I am not going to be upset with getting either of them. So I just took Juju. The reason I took Juju there, sneaky like almost a thousand yard season, and he like missed multiple games. He only had three touchdowns. I think he stays in Kansas City. I mean, he's a good player. Like, he's sneaky been very good this year. So, um, but, you know, I, all right. So, Tua went off the board. Darnell Mooney, just no, just so, just don't do two straight tight ends, please. That's, that's the only thing. Like, once I get a tight end, I'll feel very comfortable going for it. Okay. It was Josh Palmer. We're going to get one of the tight ends. Um, at this point now, it's just deciding between Dalton Schultz and Pat Fryermuth. Um, I'm gonna have to look into this more. Actually, I have my sheet. Let me let me pull up my sheet real quick. See if I have anything on both those guys. Um, I like looking at the last ten games for a lot of these guys. I feel like that's a good measure. Um, do that. Dalton Schultz sneaking twelve points games last ten games. Um, he was hurt at the beginning of the year too. He was banged up. I like Schultz. I'm gonna. Oh, and well, Firemuth just got taken, so it's not even a decision. Yeah. Just take Schultz. Okay. So we have Dalton Schultz. We have it. We can field a team now. We can field a team. So we have we have 10 guys in the squad. I'll read them off. 
we got Mahomes at pick 15. We got Bijan at pick 10. Tony Pollard at pick 39. Dalvin Cook at pick 30 or 63, excuse me. Miles Sanders at pick 87. I feel like that's pretty good value. Um, Chris Olave pick 34. Terry McLaurin pick 58. Uh, Rashad Bateman pick 82. Juju pick 106. And then Dalton Schultz pick 111. Um, definitely think the weakest part of the team right now is the wide receivers. Um, hopefully we can take a swing on some rookies coming up here. Also, Michael Thomas is down there too. I feel like, I don't know. That's, 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 that's a dangerous game. We might have to play there because I think of all the guys left, he's the only one that I could legitimately see being a wide receiver one. And at this point it's like, you want Michael Thomas or Elijah Moore or Tyler Boyd. It's like a lot of wide receiver threes. Like, I don't know. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, yeah. Okay. But yeah, wide, wide receiver, it's going to be a need going on the stretch. Probably another quarterback too. Um, you know, we have Mahomes, but you know, just, in, just in case, just in case, always take one just in case. Zeke's on the board too. I have a feeling Zeke might actually fall to me. Just because nobody's going to want him, David Montgomery's there too. I, I think we could get another running back too. I'm I'm obsessed with the running backs. I feel like you can't go wrong taking a lot of running backs in best ball. So, all right, we'll be back in eleven picks. One pick until I until I'm up. Kenneth Gainwell. Wow, Kenneth Gainwell went off the board at one twenty six. Kind of liked him there. Zeke Elliott right after him, then Dawson Knox. A lot of tight ends. A lot of you know. Players in that range, kind of in this part of the draft. Um, so I'm up. Uh, I think I think I had to take Michael Thomas. I think that's kind of like the only because it's either this like he's the best. Am I going to take Tyler Boyd, the wide receiver three? It's like if I take Michael Thomas, there's a. I'm not going to do. I am I really about to cheat? Oh my god, I'm about to do this. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm doing it. At this point, why not? You gotta take you gotta take a swing. We gotta take a swing. Like we we have to try to find a the nice wide receiver. It, like he played well the three three healthy games he had this year. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I want kind of want another quarter or another tight end. Dulcich. We talked about this on last pod. Um, he just went off the board. Cole Komet, Matt Stafford. I'm up in one pick. Bryce Young's here. Might he might as well, right? I mean, I don't know. Let's see. Let's let's kind of let's take let's peruse down the down the list and see if there's anybody else. Nothing. There's nothing really piquing my interest. I might as well take Bryce Young. It gets uh gets pretty rough down the once you get past like 120. So take a second quarterback. We'll we'll go ahead and take Bryce Young. I feel like at this point, whatever wide receiver or whatever, excuse me, whatever backup tight end I get, I feel like it's just going to be negligible between the differences between them. So um, 18 picks away. We're in round 12. I think this is 20 rounds. So I'm going to have a couple more picks. So we'll see you then. Two picks away. Um, Romeo Dobbs on the board. I kind of want him. People that just went off Hodgins, Curtis Samuel, a chain, the rookie running back, and the and then Lazard. So I'm we got I got what how many left? 
Yeah, this is 20 rounds. I'm not gonna make you guys sit through any more of this. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll finish it up. I'll go over the team at the end, kind of just wrap it up. Um, we're this is gonna be the longest pot I think we've ever had. So I like this kind of format though. I feel like this could be something we do later on. Maybe we do this like a live stream or something like that on TikTok or something. So I'm up. Um got Kenny Pickett. I don't think I need another quarterback. Um Gallup, Renfro, Rondale Moore, Alec Pierce. Sneaky, don't hate that. You know what? I might, I might go ahead and do that. I might go ahead and t- I'm, I think I'm going to take Alec Pierce, just because I think we need to just start stockpiling receivers at this point. Steichen's coming in. We'll see what happens with them. Um, I think that could end up being a he could end up being a decent player for us. There's some good like running backs left still. Like you got Singletary, Deontay Foreman, Damian Harris. Um, might do something like that. Smaj P Ryan. You know what? I'm gonna. I think no matter what, I might just. I might just take Smaj P Ryan, just because of the fact that we have no idea what's going on with Mixon, and unless they draft, if Mixon gets cut or something like that, or suspended, who knows? Um, we could see end up seeing a lot of Smaj P Ryan. Just a good, it's just good a uh, good handcuff to have, even if they, you know, Mixon is there. Like games that. Mixon was hurt. I think Samashi Piran averaged like 27 points a game. So I think that's going to be the play. Um, the Costa 23 guy didn't take him. So I think in all likelihood we're going to going to get him. Um, and then after, yep. So guy took Spears, the rookie running back. So go ahead and just lock up Samaji Piran. Um, yeah, so it's it's the fourteenth round. I there's six picks left. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put you guys through that. So I'm not gonna put you guys through listening to me decide between Rashad Penny and Trade McBride. So um, I'll run over the end of the draft once I'm done, and then we'll get you guys out of here. Okay, I just got done. Um, just made my last pick. We'll roll through some of the guys that I took. So the last pick that you heard was Alec Pierce of 154. After that, I went ahead, I took Sky Moore. Um, I think year two with the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs. They're going to have guys that are going to score. He was a second round pick. They invested a decent amount into him. I think he'll have a bigger role. Like I think that he's going to play more and hopefully score more touchdowns. Um, oh, that was pick. Yeah. So, oh no, you heard the Samaj AP right pick already too. So did that. And then um, who else did I take? I'm just scrolling through pick 183. I took Zach Ertz. I feel like that's insane value. Um, he's going to be an older guy coming off in the injury. You never know, but, um, don't oh, worry. Yeah. So, you know, took Zach Ertz. I feel like that's not a terrible pick. That's a D that's really good value for tight end. I feel like just that late in the draft, another tight end. I took it. It was like 226 with Dalton Kincaid, the rookie. Again, not a fan of drafting rookies, but he's the first guy on uh, Daniel Jeremiah's big board. So I feel like that's not going to end up being a terrible pick. He's a third string tight end. So, you know, you're not going to get much better than that. Um, I took Tim Patrick. I feel like there's weird stuff where people are saying that they're going to try to trade Judy. We talked about this last time. Like, I don't understand that. Like, he's a good player. Why would you trade him? That was, I kind of took that as an insurance pick. I took Patrick as the insurance for the event that that happens. Um, he was a good player before, even before the knee injury too. So 
I feel like that's going to end up being pretty serviceable player for us. Um, I took Brock Purdy just because third string guy, you never know. Like he's coming off elbow surgery, just having a third quarterback, you know, in case Bryce Young's terrible. And it's just the insurance. My insurance policy has a uh, torn ligament in his elbow. So that was just kind of my thought process there. And then the the only other pick I made was Deuce Vaughn, rookie. I just took that one on name. That was just that was a name that was a name pick. So um, that was my draft. Um, overall, I feel like it's this is something we can do in the future. We can try out different strategies. We can try to do different stuff. Um, did some today where it's kind of a mix of the things I want to do. Like I want to have one like the hero running back strategy, but kind of mix it with the, you know, have a good quarterback, have a very good tight end. It's going to be hard to do that. I think Um, smaller leagues, I think so, but you know, 12 team leagues is pretty tough. So that's going to be the end of the show too. Um, Again, follow on Spotify, follow on TikTok.